Well, yeah, we've used um, photography and, and videos to create a, a whole lot of content for our company that's been very uh, powerful and helped uh, drive an incredible amount of, of interest. Shooting it raw? Yes. Shooting it raw. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Galliano Tiramani. How do I say your last name properly? How does your father say your last name? Uh, Tiramani. Tiramani. Okay, Galliano Tiramani. Nice yep. to talk to you. I'm assuming you're Italian. Yeah, yeah. Ah, right. ciao. Yes, yeah. Yeah, but so so yeah, my, my father is Italian and speaks it. I do not. That's all right. That's okay. It's okay. I, I will talk uh, with a very bad accent, uh, and then you laugh at me, <laughs> I laugh at you, and we'll have fun. Nice. Okay. Nice. So thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. What, what I love about uh, this situation here is, uh, you know, in my own life, I'm a curious person who explores, and I was uh, looking for investment opportunities or people doing really amazing things and i stumbled upon boxable and then i thought wow these guys are doing something fantastic and i want to learn more and so i reached out and i I thought you know what maybe i'll have you on the podcast Uh, i gave that to you as an option and you're like sure sure let's let's talk about that the more i learn about you the more i want to share with the world the amazing work you're doing and uh, using the photographs, we can really frame the conversation and reveal um, what you guys are doing and the change you guys are trying to create. Uh, you'll see within an hour that we're going to cover a lot of ground and it's it's hopefully going to be a very pleasant experience for you. Great. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. So the first photograph, I, I have to describe it. In it, there are three of your workers wearing these orange fluorescent hard hats. Uh, you're in a factory. One of the workers on the right is driving a, uh, a one of the small cranes or lift. It's attached at the top. There's a hook, and it's attached to a wall that is being hinged. So it's on a, on a big, like a gina- gigantic hinge, and he's basically lifting up this wall in front of two other workers who are talking and I guess sort of in preparation around to secure the wall. And I could see a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, garbage debris in one of the bins. There's like, it's, it's basically inside your fa- you're in a factory. What makes it kind of more human, humane, uh, kind of uh, amusing is uh, for some reason you have this gigantic uh, U.S. flag on one of the walls and uh, and in it, there's also an inflatable, I guess it's inflatable, um, Santa Claus, which is just in the background. This is all in the background. <laughs> and the the premise yeah. of the picture is, of the photograph, is this in-production object that's very complex that looks like it's being unfolded because it's called Boxable. It has something to do with, with housing. So, so why is this photograph an important image for the company? Yeah, so that's uh, back when we were just earlier on in the company. We took this picture. It was um, during the production of one of our earlier prototypes. And I'm pretty sure that was one of the, the first few times we actually unhinged, you know, unfolded, wow. unfolded the house. You know, of course, that's very important here you know our house is fold up so that they can ship uh to reduce the cost so these th- this uh photo was taken during our prototype building of the the early uh models that we did in our first uh facility that was a smaller building and um yeah i guess it was uh, i guess it was christmas and uh we had santa in there too so this uh mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty cool mm-hmm. and this factory where is this factory like this photograph what's the location uh, we were uh, we're in uh, we're in Las Vegas, um, uh, North Las Vegas, um, you know, by the uh, by the by the racetrack, the speedway, and, and by the Dallas Air Force Base, and uh, it's a it's a ten thousand foot warehouse building where we did most of the you know R and D wow. and 
and experimentations and, and testing to get the uh, amazing figured out. the only time i've been to vegas i'm a canadian the only time i've been to, to vegas was um at the time my my sweet darling you know girlfriend at the time and i drove down from vancouver in a, in a mustang convertible and we went to vegas and we got married in a drive-through wedding chapel and that's the that's that's nice. the closest i've come to you guys i'm telling uh, my uh fiance that that's what we should do she's not she's not interested in the idea though it was it was a magical moment i have to admit it. but more about you so where did the germ of this idea come from well back um, in 2017 we started really working on it the initial idea was was my father's to fold up the house uh, to make it chippable. He built uh, many years before that a modular house using traditional factory built housing. And uh, the, the shipping solution that they had was just very expensive and, and cumbersome. And I think the story he told me was he built such a, a large house, he had to ship a certain amount of, of uh, room modules. And he actually exhausted like all the permits that the town would give. Right anyone to ship these modules so it was like this doesn't work at all it's not scalable no one else can ship any houses for a month so he drew the original uh folding house and then nothing really happened with it for many years uh until uh, we decided to to revisit it 2017 at that time i was living um in uh, northern california and, and he had just moved to vegas and uh we just started working on it and uh, I ended up just doing a tremendous amount of research on kind of alternative building materials and figuring out the issues in, in the market and figuring out what our solutions would be and how we would solve all the different pain points that and the friction that, that uh -huh. makes construction slow and expensive. Uh, and then, you know, we, we, uh, we, we took it beyond just the whole thing and, and re-engineered the whole building and selected all different building materials. And it really, um, you know, continued to get, uh, more and more traction, and uh, now we find ourselves here, uh, about to turn on a, a really big factory. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, part of my background is I've I've worked in many many different organizations and companies and sectors, and you know my the the common thread is communication, right? So, from pharmaceuticals to to human rights, and and one of them was engineering consulting. And so when I, when I saw what you guys are doing, I thought it's, it's essentially, it's like, it's, it, well, it's sort of what you described. It's like you're designing a solution that's, that's going to work. So in your case, transporting uh, a house through the traditional means is so costly and difficult. And so you thought, okay, let's deconstruct that and let's kind of get into it in terms of the materials and the design. And so, but that is, I, I understand how technical that is. And so what's your expertise on the technical side? Well, um, initially, uh, nothing. You know, I'm not uh, an engineer. I have no background in building construction, you know, no experience whatsoever. Uh, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a quick study and, you know, my MO is to, you know, learn things and, and figure out, you know, businesses uh, through you know, just a lot of research on the internet, basically. But Paolo and Kyle, the other two guys that started this with me, mm -hmm. they are both you know real engineers. So in the last four years, it's been just every day, nonstop uh, research and learning and uh, product testing and all these problem solving, all these different things. So now I have become you know an expert on uh, all this stuff. Uh, as we explored, you know, the marketplace and the issues. And the you music. sound like an entrepreneur. Yep. Uh, never really had a, a job or anything like that. So definitely true. I'm in Hong Kong. You're in Las Vegas. You know, as it happens, my work was has been to work with like a, a very successful entrepreneur and business leader, right? Who, I mean, if you've ever used DHL, he was one of the co-founders of DHL. And for 15 years, I helped him sort of create a model of entrepreneurship, a model of service leadership, uh, really looking at how to build healthy uh, service teams, right? And so when I started reading about Boxable 
and started seeing about how you guys were emerging, it's kind of like across all the different measures, you guys were, were clearly onto something strong. And so it, it's, it's really interesting. So, you know, in the first stage or phases of a, of a company where you guys are taking this idea and this vision of, oh, let's make, let's make a house that we can sort of fold, fold up, transport, unfold it, and then create this very livable space for people. And as you work, you're, you're kind of inventing the processes as you go. So describe how you went from that smaller factory to now you're going to this much larger facility, which, I mean, I, I've already read about. But why don't you talk about this new facility and what kind of capacity it's going to uh, be able to, to, to produce? Yeah. Um, so uh, at a certain point, as we you know did these various iterations of the, the product, the different generations of the product, uh, we said, all right, well, we got it. This one's great. This one's what we want to do. And now we're now we need to start building them in a factory. So we you know started uh, started that process to figure out how we're going to do that. And uh, of course, it was a tremendous amount of, of uh, research on manufacturing equipment and all these other processes that we had to figure out. And then there, there was other aspects as well. Like, you know, how do we get the money to, to do something like this? How do we find the, the people to help us? So, you know, we slowly navigated all that and made a lot of, you know, good decisions along the way, had a, a few lucky breaks and, uh, you know, now we're, now we're here in a few weeks going to be turning on production in a wow. 170,000 foot building. So that's like, Four, four, four acres uh, inside of a building, and um, it should produce wow. uh, thousands of these homes per year. And really, we think it's just just a start. And you know, a lot of things contributed to that and contributed to us starting off big, um, because you know, at first uh, we, we wanted to take a more manageable bite, which was a kind of a smaller factory. But you know, as people found out about the product and interest uh, flooded in. And we got uh, orders, including a, mm -hmm. a big order from the federal government. We realized, all right, we, we can't start small because this will, yeah, we, we, we need to become so big. So it was pretty good. You know, we uh, are in a good area here in, in uh, Las Vegas where they're putting up a tremendous amount of these concrete uh, warehouse buildings. So we were able to oh, jump wow. into an existing building. We didn't have to wait to build our own building. And it was a brand new building. And we kind of, customized you know fit out this and customize this, this brand new building yeah it's been a really exciting uh, journey and and um you know as we've grown and the, the interest has grown uh resources and opportunities have just mm -hmm. uh, really really poured in so it's been very exciting and uh we're looking forward to be to uh starting to, to sell these things uh look let's let's use that as the sort of the jumping off point to the next photograph and see where we end up. The next photo is a screenshot of, uh, okay, so it's basically like a YouTube screenshot and uh, it's in a large factory uh, space and in it, it's kind of, it's like a wide angle image. Maybe it's the kind of image that's almost looks like a, one of those, um, those GoPro cameras, right? Like it's just very, very wide. And in it, I can see half of the image on the left has these, this like prototype looking box. It looks like it's, I mean, it looks like it's made out of drywall, but it maybe it isn't. I have no idea. And there are probably four people, five people standing there discussing something, standing on a large concrete floor. It's like a, you know, you, it's like a proper factory sort of uh, environment. And on the right side, it's, it looks like it's got different sort of uh, setups for, I don't know, I guess like doors or cladding or windows. And behind that are just massive industrial shelves with, I don't know, uh, materials stacked up. So, so walk us through with this photograph details. Yeah, um, that was you know really the the point where we went from just a, a drawing into uh, actually building something, 
and that is uh, in Canada. It's a factory in, in Canada that specialized in the type of panels that we thought we wanted to use for the product. So at a certain point, you know, we, we, we had a website, we were kind of showing this off and talking to people about the idea. And then uh, we got approached by, it's called, uh, I think it's Professional Builder Magazine. Uh, and they sponsored a show in Las Vegas, which was the International Builder Show. It's one of the biggest builder construction related uh, trade shows in Vegas. I think it's got 100,000 attendees or something like that. And the guy just called me one day on the blue and said, hey, you want to be in our show? And do you want to bring a house hmm. there and put it in the parking lot? And what they would do every year is, is they would have people build houses in the parking lot and it would be part of the show. Uh, they called it Show Village. And right. you would have all the traditional modular house guys there. And, uh, you know, we got this opportunity. And and I said, I went to my team and I, and I said, all right, guys, do we want to do this? Can we do this? You know, we, we haven't done anything yet. <laughs> our, we would be committing to, yeah. to doing it and we would be, you know, really – screwing over these people and ourselves if we don't if we're not able to execute on it so we said yeah let's let's do yeah. it you know it's a huge opportunity and we'll make it happen so then we you know went kicked the engineering into into high gear uh found this this company in in canada help us build these initial prototypes and uh uh went to work and things went uh, pretty well for the most part uh we managed to to pull it off that picture there is a screenshot of a video that's like a time-lapse video where they are folding and unfolding the house and uh we originally i think we're watching it on like a security cam type footage um because they are they were uh in canada and we were here Uh, we went and visited them a few times but you know they, they did everything according to our design and so that was uh that was one of the first times on on those early prototypes where you know, that we kind of built it for real and it was, was actually working. So mm-hmm. those units there are larger units. So the original idea was to build like full size houses as a modular solution. So those are two 750 or so foot uh, room modules that connect together to build a big house with a uh, kitchen, living room, wow. two bedrooms, landing area and, and all that. And um, yeah, we ended up pulling it off and, getting to the, the show in time. We had pretty much everything that could possibly go wrong, uh, went wrong, but we still got it going. Um, it was, it was of funny. Course. We had, uh, uh, ended up having like issues with the, with the builder up there where they, you know, were, were, you know, mad and they, they shut down, uh, the, stopped the construction and delayed us and we were like, Oh no. And then when huh. we went to ship the units from Canada down here, they, they uh, got put them on the truck and they said, Hey, these are, these are too wide. These are not a standard load. These are a wide load. And we said, what do you mean? You know, the whole po- point of this is to make it a standard load. So it's yeah. less expensive. So that was like, you know, a week or a few days before the show. We said, we said, all right, send it anyway. <laughs> and uh, of course we experienced all the problems that we've been trying to solve by being considered a wide right. load. And that, what that meant that we had restricted routes. We had restricted travel times, couldn't drive on the weekend. Uh, we had to have police escorts. Oh, right. uh, at a certain point, oh, uh, no. the truck hit a uh, snowstorm, like a massive snowstorm, and wasn't able to make it down. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, but eventually, it got there. It was a little bit late, not late for the show, but late for the setup because everyone had like a week to set up. Yeah. So we lost like a couple days off off the setup. But then we we got it we got it there in time and set it up. And then uh, the, the day the morning of the show. It started snowing in, in Las Vegas, uh, which is not oh, wow. which is not a common thing, and, and certainly nothing we planned for or expected. And um, you know, uh-huh. we thought we'd just be sitting out in the sun, you know, in Vegas. Uh, these were prototype units; they didn't yeah. even have a, a completed roof on them. Like there was a huge gap in oh, the roof wow. uh, where you could see the sunlight. Uh, so you know, it was like 5 a.m. the morning before the show, snowing on the roof. Early morning, it kind of warms up and stops snowing, and then. All the snow on the roof melts and the whole house floods with water. And I was right. like, oh my God, right. it's terrible. Uh, but I managed to, we managed to clean it all up and uh, no one knew. And uh, everything was perfect. Wow. And uh, people, people loved it. They well, thought it was really cool. <laughs> well, you know, like from the two, I'll add two things to that. 
on the one side, from my work at you know, the engineering consulting company, it's like, until you're in engineering and construction, everything, the one, the, the one thing that I came to realize was there's a lot of litigation. There's a lot of going to court. And I was like, what, what, what's with going to court? Yeah, it's just like, because yeah, there's so many things that can go wrong and that can ruin a project or halt a project or slow. So, so that was one side of, of engineering consulting that I learned immediately. It's like, okay, it's very complex. And then from the other side, uh, with the work in entrepreneurship, one of the big ones, the big lessons for entrepreneurs is Murphy's Law, that if something can go wrong, it will. Like your example, you know, that the whole point of this thing is to make it, you know, standard onto a container, not wide load. And then that's exactly what you had to face on your, on your kind of you know, prototype oh, but, to that show. So <laughs> I forgot the moral of the story. Okay. Um, they, uh, they, they, yeah, we didn't, we didn't design it wrong. They, they wrapped it in like a, a plastic wrap and then they nailed on these like little wood furring strips around the perimeter of it to hold down the plastic wrap. And that bumped it just like uh, an inch over the uh, requirements. So when it got back down to us in Vegas, we realized, oh, that's why it would happen. So you know, there's a lot of valuable lessons there. Oh, wow. Wow. Amazing. I mean, okay. Well, uh, let's move on to the next photo because it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of in a way, the photograph itself is nothing to write home about, but it is. It's basically a uh, kind of. A big rectangular box, uh, mostly white. Uh, it has boxable across across the the face of it, and it's sitting on a on a um, on a trailer bed. Is this the one from the Vegas show that you were talking about, or is it the, or is this? So in it is it's basically it's sitting on a red sort of trailer, and it's you've got the windows. And it's it's not it doesn't look like a house. It looks like basically a folded up what you'd think of as a house because you can see windows and just behind it, you could just make out the height of a crane or something. So uh, do you know which photo I'm talking about? Yep. Yep. So that was uh, that Vegas show. Um, it was the units, I don't know, either arriving or departing um, okay. and uh, us setting up, you know, for that, for that first show. And uh, that's the crane that lifted it off the truck and, and set it up. And, uh, some more things went wrong at this point. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, name, mainly, well, it wasn't that bad. Uh, the, the one of the lifting points where they lift the roof up uh, snapped. Oh it no! Was like an, an eye hook. Um, okay. And and it broke, and the whole roof like collapsed and smashed down. And, um, <laughs> it wasn't that. It wasn't really much damage. Um, right. But uh, yeah, so that's us uh, hanging out in the in the parking lot of the show. So. For for okay, so in terms of the somebody who's listening to it now, okay, so so how far along are you? Like in terms of boxable units, have have you actually sold and shipped a proper little house out to somebody? No, not really. Essentially, all we've done now is you know build prototypes for proof of concept mm -hmm. because the pitch here is assembly line mass production. You know, right. uh, if we were just building these by hand and, and selling them, it wouldn't really get us anywhere. So, you know, we need that factory. So we just built the prototypes to, to prove the concept and, and build up interest. And then we're able to leverage ourselves into this factory that we are going to be turning on soon. And uh, uh, then hopefully we'll be selling. But these, these everything we've built so far, it's just uh, kind of models to, to showcase. Right. And, and, to go back into the factory thing. So I got a, a message, or I got a notification, or I read somewhere that you're working with Porsche to sort of partner with them for the robotics on this factory line, right? Yeah, a pretty cool opportunity. We were able to hire uh, Porsche, you know, the car company, their consulting arm, where they have, you know, hundreds of experts in factory production and they actually set up uh, all kind of fact different factories all over the place so you know we were a, a few guys who didn't have any experience in actually you know building our own factory but we had a plan to do it and uh, we needed to run it by the experts so we brought them in and, and they were extremely valuable in you know confirming our plans on, on helping us uh, tweak things and making smart recommendations of 
just very, you know, stuff like how, how do you move around a, a big panel? Uh, uh, how much shelving do you need? You know, all these different things. What, what should the shape of the assembly line be to make it most efficient? So, mm-hmm. uh, that, that's pretty good. And, and they're there, uh, ready if we need them again. And I'm sure we will. Wow. So, so talk about like, okay, like a, a big picture concept, right? So in this massive warehouse space, you've got, let's say, just broadly speaking, on the left, you've got the raw materials, right? And in the middle, let's say you've got your massive robots who pick up the sheets and do the manipulation, create, I guess, walls, like the house walls, and then the floor and everything. And then the house is literally sort of stacked, put together on top of this production line. And so does... Does it literally go from start to finish to produce one actual unit, or does it have to kind of be transported off one part of the line to another part of the line where humans have to come in and and do actual you know manual labor to assemble? Like, how automated is this? Yeah. So um, really, this this initial phase is is not is a very manual process. We eventually want to end up. Uh, looking like an automobile factory. And if you've ever looked at that on, on YouTube or something, it's just amazing level of kind of custom automation and, and robotics. And, you know, we want to get there and we're planning a product that's compatible with that. But the initial factory we have is, is um, really mostly manual. Uh, we, we get a lot of benefit just from like off the shelf CNC cutting equipment. So mm-hmm. it's different than a traditional house factory where you would have guys with, with nail guns, you know, throwing together pieces of lumber. We have a, a laminated panel process where all of our raw materials are, are processed and cut by computer controlled equipment to very accurate tolerance parts. Yeah. Uh, and then they're, they're assembled together rapidly. Right, right away when we launch the, those uh, panels will be assembled by people with vacuum lift assistant. And then later on, we'll swap those out for uh, robot arms. And then the house just kind of moves through these these stages. So it's it's more about assembly line now than, yeah. than automation. But, you know, the plan is to get to that level of automation that you see in the automobile manufacturing. For example, the Ford F-150 factory, there's a cool video that they put out where they advertise that they make one truck every 53 seconds. Uh, our factory is, is planned to produce one house every 90 minutes. Wow. Um, you know, one day we can get to that 53 seconds and it's just a, a matter of scale and it's, it's just going to be a, a massive, massive scale and, and capital investment that you need to get to that uh, level. But uh, yeah. we're going to do it and the need is there. There's a, a huge housing problem and shortages, availability all over. So, you know, we think we have a way to dramatically reduce housing costs and Right. Uh, bring building manufacturing up to speed with other existing manufacturing processes. Okay. Well, so let's let's get a little deeper into this. Um, okay. So one of the big questions now. Uh, uh, okay. So one of the reasons why I reached out was because, as a case study, I have I have some land in British Columbia, right? And I have this nice property in British Columbia, and it's just beautiful. It's perfect wooded, and then just trying to think of. What would we do? You know, would we put a camper van? Would we put uh, something with a look? We're looking for something with a low footprint, but because we're not wealthy by any stretch, we're like looking for something uh, affordable. And boxable seems to be um, ideal in that you order the, to this house, it's put on a on a train or put on a on a shipping truck. So, for example, in your video, you show uh, you show towing it with a car, right? I think it's a Tesla or something. Is that just for show or is that actually weight-wise? Is that a feasible thing to do? So the house should be like between maybe like ten to 15,000 pounds, depending on the version of mm-hmm. it. Um, so that's dramatically lower weight than any other traditional manufactured housing mm-hmm. uh, because of the, the materials we're using. And, and we wanted to reduce the weight to make it less costly to move it around and, and the equipment you needed on site to set it up. Technically, a Tesla is not rated to tow that <laughs> weight. But, 
but you can do it. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, just because it's not rated to doesn't mean you can't do it. So one, we did it. Uh, one mile. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we, we, the battery was dead after one mile. Yeah, uh, we did it just to make a cool video. Uh, but you can tow these with a bigger, regular, yeah, know, pickup truck. Um, and maybe even a Tesla pickup truck or a Tesla big rig if they come out with those huh. in the future. So very important to, to you know get the best possible case we can. It's always going to cost money to, to ship them. Uh, we want to spend as little as possible on that part of it yeah. so that you know we can really make the factory work for housing. I'm worried that because I've seen uh, the videos that sort of show how – you basically unbox this house, right? Maybe that's not quite communicating for somebody who's listening. So have you explained that to people in terms of, if somebody says to you, you go to a party and you and they say, so what are you doing? And you say, well, I understand like you're, you're, you're radically changing the economics of, of a house production by lowering massive costs. But... How do you convey to somebody uh, who's listening? You be like, what do you mean you unbox a house? What is that? So, so what do you yeah. mean? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say maybe we should have told them that first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, this is my uh, interview style. We just kind of go yeah. dive in and see where we end up. Uh, yeah, that's what I, that's what I do too in life. Just I'm just winging it. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, so we wanted to engineer the biggest possible room module that we could that would be able to fold up to become a highway legal load. So whenever you go to an oversized load, it gets very expensive as I went into a little bit before. So the magic number is eight and a half feet wide. As long as you're less than eight and a half feet wide, the the majority of those extra costs and fees uh, go away. So our room modules uh, fold up to eight and a half feet wide, but they unfold to 20 feet wide. So really great situation. And not only do they fold up to eight feet wide, but we're still able to actually finish stuff inside of them. So this first room module that we're starting with, the first product has a kitchen and bathroom inside of it when it folds up. So it's not just panels. It's not just walls and floors, you know, all everything's done in there. It's fully furnished. Yeah, we even stick, we even get a fridge in there. So basically, if if uh, people go online later to boxable.com and see the, the the video, they'll notice that although it folds up, not all of it folds up. There's about five or six feet by the length of the unit that's not folding. So we're able to finish stuff in the factory in that space, fold up all the empty space because you know most houses and most rooms are are mostly empty space, and mm-hmm. end up with a very efficient thing where we engineered these, these really big 20-foot-wide rooms with high uh, nine-and-a-half-foot-high ceilings that really don't have a lot of compromise in them to make the shipping possible. And, and yeah, we were able to fold them up, and now they can become a standard truckload and be compatible with all the existing shipping logistics uh, you know, all, all around the world, whether it's a train or, or a truck or a boat. You know, We just want to make this thing compatible with with the roads and highways and, and existing infrastructure so that, you know, we can ship them. And it's a really big deal because housing is really the last modern product that's not built efficiently in a factory. It's built very inefficiently by hand. And mm-hmm. uh, the biggest reason for that is it's just, it's too big. You know, you can't build a huge house and ship it. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. So uh, we have a solution to that where we'll build these rooms fold them up, ship them, unfold them on site. It just takes a couple hours and they set up and they're ready to go. And then you can also stack and connect the rooms uh, to build different custom buildings. So we think our system can build basically, for the most part, every, every building type on the, on the planet, you know, most most building types uh, with the system. Starting with this little uh, initial module that, that we're starting with, which is the smallest room module in our system. It's 20 feet by 20 feet uh, with the kitchen bathroom in it. And then uh, once you unfold it, you, you put a bed and a couch in too. And, uh, you know, the original, the idea to, to start was to target California backyard housing. Uh, they mm-hmm. call them accessory dwelling units. They, California kind of legalized everyone to put a house in the backyard of their main house uh, wow. in an effort to, you know, increase housing affordability and increase density. 
So they've just opened it up. They've fully legalized it. You can do pretty much every single backyard in California can put up another house in the backyard. Mm -hmm. So really cool place for us to start rapidly growing new market where, you know, these things can just be dropped into backyards all over the place. Hmm. So what's what's the environmental like in terms of new materials and and you know so for example when we were looking at at this house in in British, in BC to 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 build ourselves we're looking at hempcrete you know uh, we're looking at the cob houses you know the issue is that yeah you you make it yourself but you know which is of course it's very satisfying and then we could also make sure that the the materials are you know, environmentally less, you know, uh, uh, impactful than, say, you know, standard, the, the normal product. But so what what have you guys been doing around that in terms of – so obviously just by doing it through manufacturing, you're reducing the – you're getting the economies of scale. So that's amazing. But what about the actual materials themselves? Like have you been also looking at uh, new materials to make – more environmentally friendly options or is it still according to the the cheaper more available uh, materials out there um so they're not built using the traditional lumber framing that you would see in most of north america we use all different materials and we had to serve a whole bunch of different requirements and Uh they're not always aligned so you know it has to be energy efficient it has to be wind resistant it has to be lightweight it has to be uh, water resistant, a whole list of, of requirements that we need. And, uh, you know, maybe if you make it more, uh, less heavy, it's going to be more expensive. Or, you know, if you want to uh, increase the, the energy efficiency, maybe the wind rating goes down, all, all these kind of things like that. Yeah. Um, so we found a really good balance there. And, you know, one of the good things about our product is it's extremely energy efficient because mm-hmm. the walls are made from a laminated panel and the core of the wall is EPS foam and, and the entire wall is made in one single laminated block where yeah. the entire core is uninterrupted EPS foam. So you mm-hmm. have this high energy efficiency uh, insulation throughout the entire wall. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And you don't have the... Um, a lumber studs where you use lose energy in a traditional home and it's also mm-hmm. a very tight envelope where it kind of holds the air in so tremendous energy efficiency on these houses yes yeah, so so one of the the, the cool okay so uh, so basically when i when I, I saw what it looks like it's kind of like you have this crane or this lift comes in puts it down do you have to put it down on a on a secure standard foundation or does it go pretty much anywhere yeah another uh, cool thing that we were able to figure out the the house really doesn't need a foundation it can go down on anything on the grass and the pavement the floor is incredibly strong in most cases you you will need a foundation if you want it to be a permanent permitted house Mm -hmm. in that case these are compatible with any foundation type Anything okay. from a full slab to just like four piers on each corner, it's going to mm-hmm. bolt onto it. Okay, okay. Yeah, so then it's really neat. It's kind of like, you know, for me, it was like watch, like as a kid watching Transformers. You know, you see this like rectangle cube or box. And then like as you guys say, well, within about 45 minutes to an hour, I mean, other than the, the heavy lifting equipment to position, I'm assuming, and to lift the walls, some of the walls, because they're on hinges – are moved by hand. I mean, it's not, it looks really like, it's like unboxing this, this, you know, new device. It's like, okay, you unbox it, like a new, like a, a new uh, PS4 or new iPhone or whatever. And you're just yeah. like, look at my new house. And inside it's, it's finished. You know, it's got, yeah. for, so for me, for example, as a consumer, part of me is like, okay, well, I have this land on the other side of the planet from Hong Kong and I'm thinking to myself, how do I get a, a sort of a, a habitation on this place where, let's say I have two weeks or three weeks of vacation and I don't want to spend my whole you know, time, just, you know, my vacation breaking my back. So, you know, when I, when I saw what you guys were doing, I was like, how compelling, you know, yeah, just have it 
brought over by a barge or by a by a truck and then uh, just placed. And then within a day, you could sleep in your own space. It's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, what you said about the unboxing is, is true. What we have now is more of like a consumer product than a bunch of raw building materials. So, you know, it sparked people's imaginations because they think of all the stuff that they wanted to do with buildings. Mm-hmm. And now it's like attainable. It's not as intimidating as building something from scratch. So, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really exciting. The last photograph, which is uh, also going to be exciting, uh, it's uh, the photograph here is uh, so you have the boxable. It's a it's in this case it's a it's like a showcase. So the in the photo, the bottom quarter of it has the boxable unit. I guess uh, looks like a prototype, an early prototype, and then the top half of the image is sky and trees, and in the distance is the very iconic, recognizable U.S. Um, capital. It's the capital, that, it's the capital, but it's the, I guess, Congress? Is that what it is? Um, yeah, so so that photo is taken on what's called the National Mall in front of, I believe it was the, the Capitol building in the, in the background there. That's in, you know, Washington, D.C. And mm-hmm. uh, we got uh, invited to, I guess they call it the Housing Innovation Showcase, something like that. To, along with just a few other exhibitors uh, to kind of show this off to, to lawmakers and, and people like that. So it was uh, really, really cool for us. Uh, you know, we, we pulled up the house and we put it on a truck and we sent it to Washington and we had more kind of learning experiences. And uh, we had actually had more, more Murphy's Law stuff there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I guess there's tunnels underneath of that uh, national mall and they're not supposed to put bring like big rigs like trucks in the tunnel right uh, but our our uh, our truck driver decided to drive the truck uh, into the tunnel and he crashed the house oh no <laughs> crashed it <laughs> um so he basically like went through the tunnel smashed the whole thing scraped it across the top of the tunnel smashed all the lights off the tunnel like just like Jeez. destroyed it and then uh, uh we were like oh man so then uh you know we got it there and we, we took it off and we looked at the damage and uh, it wasn't that bad, and we patched it up a little bit. And once again, no one knew about the troubles we had, and we, we made it in time for the show. So that's just another you know funny story. And uh, yeah, that was a that was a cool. Uh, so so what's what's what are you guys looking at uh, for the next six months, one year? Like you know, you're getting investors, you're getting in. I mean, you're you're obviously getting attention, and. It's like, what is on the horizon for you for the next six months and then for the next year? So obviously the, 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 the factory is a big deal, but get us excited. Like what, what is, what's, what's, what's happening? Yeah. You know, things are going really well. We're getting a a tremendous amount of interest pouring in from all over the world. That's resulted in uh, almost 40,000 people putting their name on a wait list to buy one of these. And uh, as soon as we, get our certificate of occupancy and move into this new factory in the next few weeks, we're going to start production on our first order, which is actually from the federal government where they've ordered uh, about 150 uh, houses. So we wow. are um, going to get to work building those houses and ramping up the assembly line and dialing it in and learning all the lessons we need to learn that so that hopefully we can, uh, in the middle of next year or so, get up to that full production speed. And uh, then from there, I will be looking to take it to the next level and wow. you know i'll be looking for much more money from investors once it's proven like very significant sums uh and i'll be looking to do so- something 10 times bigger with the full robotics and uh, uh it's gonna be really exciting once we once we prove everything uh, which mm-hmm. is gonna happen really soon the upside here is gonna be clear to everyone and nobody's gonna be able to deny it say you know who are you you're some dumbass who's never done anything like before you can't do it and uh, but no, we're gonna we're gonna do it, and then we're gonna say, look, this is a huge solution to housing problems all over the world. Uh, you know, the goal of the company is to just dramatically reduce housing costs so that people can have you know higher qualities of life because they're spending less money on, on housing and they have more kind of upscale housing. So really, could potentially have a, a really massive impact if we're able to pull that off the way I think we will. And you know, all of our principles indicate to me that. 
uh, we're onto something and, and we're significantly ahead of, of everyone else, you know, doing mm-hmm. traditional buildings. Right. I, again, so the, how, how I discovered, came across and, and sort of reached out was very much uh, kind of a use case. So like this native demand that is kind of emerging in my, in my head made me look around. And um, so then when I saw this, it definitely captured my attention. So from my professional side, from my, you know, as a consultant and work in terms of service leadership, which is another thing that feeds into the podcast, we often talk about how part of what makes Boxable successful or, or how it will fail is the chemistry of the people, right? So in terms of the team, in terms of how you how you grow in a way that adds the right people from the small small sort of garage team into a larger sort of a company and then to potentially a proper a large enterprise so how are you like what is your resource and how are you getting the 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 advisory services so you're you're growing cuz on the one hand it's building the great product Okay, which is kind of clear. It's kind of like okay, it's we have to make an amazing house uh, that that is like you know uh, that we can sort of build larger options for people, so you know you can satisfy the market. <clears throat> but then the other side of it is the harder side of it. I think is how do you create the network of people that sustains itself, right? So who is helping you create that that network? Well, uh, one thing that's really cool is, you know, this video of the house unfolding has caught people's attention online. So it's kind of gone viral many times and we have tens of millions of, of video views. And of course, that pushes a tremendous amount of, of interest. Uh-huh. Uh, and one, one resource we've got from that interest is people reaching out and saying, this is awesome. I want to help you. I want to work for you and I want to participate in this. So, wow. um, that's, you know, being key to our success. And, you know, we've gotten support from every angle. I, I now have, we're building it. We're building a team uh, here in, in Vegas, you know, working directly. Uh, we're building a huge list of customers. We're building a huge list of, of individual uh, investors. We're building a huge list of people who want to be installers, uh, people who want to uh, sell us products. I mean, through forms on the website, we've just been accruing uh, all these offers to participate in this. And Amazing. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. So we now we have all these resources to tap into. Wow. It's like a big, it's a big sort of movement that you're just, you're like riding this wave. So it's, yeah, it's fantastic. Yep, definitely. Well done. So like I said before, when we started talking, uh, an hour goes by very quickly. So thank you for, for, for joining me. And in terms of, what you'd like to see? Would you, you, want to, you want to speak to that as well? Or is there anything else you'd like to add to kind of round out the portrait of, of what you guys are trying to do? Uh, yeah, n- nothing specific. I would just say, you know, if people are interested, you know, check out the website, check out the, the YouTube, the Instagram. Uh, as we go through this and uh, continue to grow, we're going to continue to put up, you know, videos and information about our progress and, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have a crazy couple of years as we grow this thing. And, and hopefully we can have a, a massive impact on humanity at the end of the day. That's what we want to do. Yeah. I think, so for example, when you, when you tell the, 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 the stories or the, the anecdotes of, you know, how Murphy's Law, you know, how you, you're kind of, you're shipping it and all of a sudden you're just like, oh shit, there's this, you know, that, that kind of stuff on a, for, for, for people like young budding entrepreneurs or people trying to understand or to get to kind of get the human human side of things is is kind of fascinating and 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 enjoyable so what what has happened i mean i think so far it's probably been a whirlwind so you're probably like whoa holy shit like this is just like amazing but what what event can you think of that happened that just really blew your mind? Because when you start something like this, you never know what's coming down, what's coming up ahead, right? You can't see into the future. For all you know, next week, something 
that that completely dwarfs everything else will happen, right? So, what ha- what has happened in 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 the past, say, six months or year that you would have never anticipated that was just like mind blowing result? Um, maybe um, just the sheer volume of interest has stunned us because. When we started, we thought, you know, this idea for a building system that can build any building is a big idea. But starting with this little casita house, we didn't think that many people would be interested. You know, you know, there's a certain niche group of people interested in kind of tiny homes. And for the amount of interest we have gotten, it's been humbling uh, because it's just absolutely massive. I have so many requests. I can't even answer my phone anymore because it oh, rings shit. all day, wow. every day. Um, wow. <laughs> I can scroll back through my, my missed call log. It's just all red. <laughs> wow. So it's like huge, huge amount of interest. And, um, you know, it, it continues to amaze us that so many people have recognized that we kind of are on to something. Amazing. Well, clearly, because some, some Yahoo from Hong Kong reaches out and he's just like, hey! Hey, do you want to talk? <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, love it. I apologize. I'm, I'm a little bit frazzled because of that. So like basically every day, all day, I'm, I'm on the phone uh, with people because so many people are, are interested and so many emails coming in. So as we kind of scale up and we bring on, you know, other people to, to help and we can offload some of these duties. Sure. But it's, it certainly has been a whirlwind so far. Wow, uh, Galliano, thank you so much. I, I first of all, I appreciate it. I and I, I have witnessed and seen what it's like for people to to be in your position. But it means you're onto something, man. It's like you guys are onto something, and this made this whole made this whole podcast episode be an ad for you because I think what you guys are doing is really inspiring and amazing. And yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be also talking with my wallet. So yeah, good man, well done. Very very nice. Uh, good to meet you, and, and thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, thanks, man. Have a good evening. Alrighty, you too. Bye bye. Okay, bye. Shooting it raw. Yes, shooting it raw.